Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the Roger View. Today we're going to be recapping Netflix's Tudum event, as well as reviewing and reacting to some new trailers. And then we will be going into reviews for the first three episodes of Andor, Meet Cute on Peacock, and Do Revenge on Netflix. So please stick around and let's dive right in. Alright everybody, welcome in to the Roger Review. We're about to jump right into it. And starting off, we're going to be talking about the Tadum event from Netflix that was on the 24th of September. Kicking it off, they uh, had Millie Bobby Brown come out and they showed off a new trailer for Nola Holmes 2 with the release date saying it's going to be coming in November. I have to say, I'm I'm really excited for this. The first Nola Holmes was a big surprise is like the bigger action movies where they make you expect too much to be honest like the gray man and they put a lot of money into it and they just fall flat almost every time or they're very bland Noel Holmes was different and then of course you have Millie Bobby Brown and Henry Cavill fantastic chemistry so really excited to see a new one see them back together again and hopefully this is one that will just keep going. And I could even see possibly once Stranger Things is done, we'll be getting these even more often than what we have right now. He's going and he's doing a spy movie for Apple. Then he's coming back to Netflix doing a few episodes of The Witcher, probably going over doing Enola Holmes too. <laughs> back to The Witcher. He's a very busy man. <laughs> Which is probably why a big reason we won't see him in any upcoming DC <laughs> content. Uh, next next up, they showed a short first look at Heart of Stone starring Gal Gadot, where they have compared it to Mission Impossible, uh, the big action movies like that. I'll be honest, comparing it to big things like Mission Impossible and along that route, Gray Man, well, I, I enjoyed Gray Man. Gray Man wasn't the best movie. Like, you would think the directors of Avengers, Infinity War, and Endgame, and Gosling, and uh, Evans, it would be a complete home run, but it was very basic, I, I would say. And right now, th- there's based on the first look, there's not much you can say about Heart of Stone, and, but it will probably fall along that same route if I were to guess. I love Gal Gadot and I love Jamie Dornan, but I don't know if she really hits the mark for me as an actress just yet, even as much as I love Wonder Woman. Oh, they did some Bridgerton Season 3 announcements and first look at the prequel series. I'll be honest, I stopped watching the first season. It lost every part of me once it gave away the who it was at the end. Emily in Paris Season 3 released a trailer. Surprising that that is continuing. Um, second season Shadow and Bone will be coming in 2023. Really long break in between that show shows first and second kind of makes me worried to be honest uh with the first one like it was popular but how popular was it it wasn't like a stranger things where you can take that two-year break it's kind of worrisome it will come back and people have forgotten at that point uh and then we have crown season five release date will be in november 2023 we had the crown coming back in november this year with 
more Princess Diana and Char- Prince Charles be interesting to see. Especially after the recent death of the Queen. Just see how it's already popular as it is <laughs> again. Slumberland clip was revealed with Jason Momoa. I'll be honest, I <laughs> I watched this clip. I don't know what this is. I, I, I've looked at what... The, I've tried to figure out what this movie is, and <laughs> it's just... Insanity is what it looks like it's going to be. Then they showed first clip for Wednesday, which I think is going to be su- surprisingly a big hit for them. Wednesday, the Wednesday Adams character, I I found it odd when they decided that Tim Burton was going to do focusing on one character, but it might be better for the family. Like you'll get the other characters, but making Wednesday the focus and calling it Wednesday will probably be a better choice than just being like, it's the Adams family. And then people complaining when (laughs) it puts a focus on one character instead of the others. Uh, Then they did the manifest season four trailer. I haven't seen manifest yet, but uh, I didn't want, so I didn't watch the trailer. If you like manifest, I'm guessing it's probably exactly what you want. And then they did never have I ever cast tease the final seasons. Another show I haven't watched yet, but I've heard great things about. Then December this year will be a new series starring Noah Centennial, the the Netflix boy. He's back, but this is a spy thriller series called The Recruit. Um, really, kind of gives vibes of. Be interested to see if it's any good. Hopefully it will be. I, I like Noah Centennial. I think he's he could be a really great actor. I'm excited to see him in Black Adam. And I hope that this is uh, something that will help break him out of that romantic comedy type role that he's been stuck in. They had a featurette for Pinocchio. Del Toro's Pinocchio. And if, if you haven't seen the trailer or anything, this looks fantastic i like i love stop motion and i love del toro and i think he's going more of the route of the actual book uh disney's recent pinocchio was such a letdown and i i I hated it (laughs) it was bad it was (laughs) i i couldn't even i can't put it into words how much i disliked it but i'm really hoping and for Del Toro's Pinocchio to really take off. Uh, it looks great. Uh, then they showed a sneak peek for the upcoming documentary, The Redeem Team, about the 2008 U.S. Olympic basketball team led by Kobe, Dwayne Wade, Carmelo Anthony, and LeBron. Looks awesome. Uh, cool. Really, like they, what they showed clip-wise was one with Kobe, and it's exciting to see this uh i'm excited to see this documentary the same people who did the last dance and i really want them to talk about the 2014 because 2014 was just dreadful and 2018 a lot of stuff happened in basketball simply based on this team we had the power teams happen like the miami heat we had we had a lot of stuff happen because of this team um it changed basketball really for the near future after that uh, next up, we got the Mother exclusive trailer. It comes out in May of next year. It's about... It's Jennifer Lopez. She plays a deadly assassin who comes out of hiding to protect the daughter she gave up years ago. 
the trailer did nothing for me other than it was like it was Jennifer Lopez working out. You know, you're not not gonna like that, but <laughs> it was that was about it. A new season of You date announcement. I haven't watched it yet. I want to see it, but I'll I'll be catching up on that. It's on the list. Uh, and then one that really caught me by surprise: a new Ryan Murphy show. Ryan Murphy, having just came out with the Dahmer show, which is really strong. It's a really strong show, from what I've heard. Uh, Ryan Murphy, <laughs> when he does a focus, when he focuses on something, usually the first season of a show is really good. Or when he does a mini series, it's pretty solid as well. So like the Dahmer series is looked at pretty solid. Uh, on October, he has a new one called The Watcher, which has an insane cast: is Bobby Cannavale, uh, Mia Farrow, <laughs> Jennifer Coolidge. But it, it looks intense, and it's kind of that mystery that I like. I don't think it'll be the trailer is pretty scary, like feeling. But I'm not getting the sense that it's going to be as scary as it's trying to tell me <laughs> it is. I think it'll be more of just an intense mystery. And I, I really like the trailer. And I will be definitely checking that one out. And then the new season of The Witcher will be coming out next year in the summer, it was announced. But the spinoff series, Witcher Blood Origin, is coming out on Christmas Day this year. Excited about that. I need to catch up on the second season of Witcher. Uh, I was a big fan of the first season. I'm excited for this prequel. I think it's a prequel series, if I remember correctly. They're adding in Mini Driver. It's really, I'm re really excited for this. And then they showed a behind-the-scenes preview for Extraction 2. Very excited for this. First Extraction was a big surprise. As I said earlier, like their action movies, 99% of the time have fallen flat. It's basically where I feel they blank check it. And they blank check it, and they they don't pay attention to anything else. They, they're like, all right, you get these big actors or the semi-popular actor, and you put them in an action movie on Netflix. We're going to pump up the money. We're going to say we put all this money into it. And then it's just very basic or not written well, and it's the lowest common denominator of action movies 90% of the time. The first extraction is a big <laughs> was a big surprise and a welcome difference. So I'm very excited to see second extraction movie, even though the first one can stand on its own. Uh Vikings Valhalla season two. Haven't watched the first season. Another one that's on the list. <laughs> And then November, they announced 1899 will be coming out. It's from the same people who did Dark. Uh, it looks like it'll probably be in German as well. I haven't seen the trailer yet. I do apologize. <laughs> I didn't realize there was a trailer for that. And then, then one that actually seemed like when I first saw it, I was like, oh, great. Another Jamie Foxx <laughs> movie on Netflix. Jamie Foxx. And Netflix have been kind of uh, not great, I will say. D Day Shift was fun, but it wasn't great. And this one looks like it's going to be another fun one. It could be a bit better. Uh, you have John Boyega, Tiana Paris from WandaVision, and Jamie Foxx. And 
it's like a pulpy mystery caper. They compared it to Get Out, and <laughs> I didn't see that comparison at all. It's called They Clone Tyrone, but it looks like there is a government conspiracy, and these three are trying to expose it. Uh, kind of sci-fi slash like black exploitation movies feel. And I really, I really like the vibe of the trailer. And I hope it's good. <laughs> uh, Lupin Part 3 teaser. Another one that ha- I've heard great things about, but I've just never got to it. Dead to Me final season release date will be in November. November stacked for Netflix, it seems. Um, I've seen the first season of Dead to Me. It was great. I didn't really... It's another one kind of like Bridgerton, where once you get to the end of that first season, you're like, I don't know if I want <laughs> to see what happens next. Uh, then they did a Glass Onion sneak peek exclusive clip. Pretty cool. Ever, we're excited for this. <laughs> it's a new Knives Out movie. So excited to see Daniel Craig back as Benoit Blanc. Just wish they would do a limited release in theaters. Alder Banks' new season uh, will be coming next year. Um, for Alder Banks fans, I, I'm not big on that show. I really wanted to be. <laughs> I couldn't. And then we have Welcome to the School for Good and Evil. That will be coming out. Directed by Paul Feig. Uh, direct, it'll be coming out directly on Netflix October 19th. Clip came out. Looks pretty solid. Looks like a fun dime. And that'll be it for the Dundum stuff. Is there anything you're looking forward to on Netflix? Uh, I think out of these is probably Enola Holmes 2, The Watcher, and Extraction 2, which are what I'm most looking forward to. But wasn't a big win. You know, they, they didn't have anything huge they announced. They didn't show off anything great. Great, but it is what it is, and hopefully, we'll get some more stuff here soon. And next up, we're on to the Midnight Club trailer. All right, now we got the Midnight Club trailer new show from Mike Flanagan, who did uh, Midnight Mass, Haunt, Haunting of Hill House, I do believe is the name of it. I'm I'm more into this. I'll be honest. I I really like this trailer. I I'm very into like the teen horror vibe. I guess would be the way I would say it. Like the first it is a lot more interesting to me. Um, scary stories tell in the dark. Stories like that where it's more of like a child or teen's point of view is more interesting to me than an adult point of view. And I don't care for uh like scares usually but the story of like this girl who gets cancer and then she goes to looks like an orphanage type help house i don't don't know how to explain it and then she joins in on like this midnight club where they talk about scary stories and involves a lot of ghosts and supernaturals i'm 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 down i'm into this it seems kind of like a grown-up Goosebumps story, right? 
like not fully terrifying, but scary enough. I'm I'm definitely going to be watching this. is This is one I'm really looking forward to. I didn't know much about it before, but Mike Flanagan he has a perfect track record. I would say on Netflix, and he he's so good at what he does. So I'm I'm down to watch this. I'm definitely going to watch it. And yeah, <laughs> Midnight Club, fantastic trailer. Terrifying, I will say at points. But yeah, it, it's a definite win, I think, again for Netflix. Mike Flanagan always hits home run for him. And here comes another one. <laughs> and then next up, we got Rosaline, a new movie go- coming to Hulu from 20th Century. Looks really funny, I'll be honest. I I didn't care for it going into it. Like I was expecting much of trailer and be like, oh, this looks stupid. But I love Caitlin Deaver. I think she's so good. Whatever you put her in, whether it be uh, that Netflix show that came out a few years ago, I can't remember the name of it. I do apologize. <laughs> but she was fantastic in that. Even Dear Evan Hansen, she was standout in. Um, I think it was, was it Booksmart? I the Olivia Wilde movie. She's great. And she's comedically hilarious. And while I'm not huge on the story of Romeo and Juliet, because we've seen it time and time again, seeing it from like a perspective of an ex-girlfriend trying to get revenge, (laughs) trying to break him up. uh, It's really interesting to me. And so Juliet's being played by Isabella Merced, who has been fantastic in everything she's in, even the Dora movie. She was in Instant Family. I'm bi- I, I'm a big fan of her. I think she is a young actress that's going to do great things. I I think this is another win. Listen, 20th Century has been hitting home runs for Disney on Hulu. It's insane that these movies like Prey, the weird <laughs> horror movie thing with Sebastian Stan. Th- these movies are hitting home runs on there and i think fire island was another one it'd be really cool if they released them in theaters especially like prey should have been in theaters in my opinion but you know i guess they just won't make money back from them if they release them in theaters but i'm excited for this i think it looks funny it might end up falling flat and not being as funny but to me the cast and the jokes in the trailer worked for me. So I'm I'm all in on this. Again, Rosaline, I believe it's coming out next month on Hulu. Definitely going to watch. Hope you guys give it a chance as well. If you guys go check out the trailer. If you haven't seen it yet, it's Rosaline again. It's, different. it's a retelling of Romeo and Juliet from an ex-girlfriend of Romeo's perspective. <laughs> all right, and the final trailer we're going to be talking about today is Knock at the Cabin. New M. Night Shyamalan movie starring Dave Bautista, Jonathan Groff, and Rupert Grint. Listen, I'm, I've, I've fully fallen off the M. Night Shyamalan tracking. He, he pulled me back on for a second with Split. And then everything after that's been pretty iffy to me. Uh, Glass fell 
very short of expectations. Um, I don't old. I think old, I don't know if there was a movie between Glass and Old, but Old was totally bad. I hated Old. <laughs> I thought it was just such a bad movie. But this one seems interesting. Of course, Batista being in it. The, the cast is what interests me more than anything. It's coming kind of like where Split was. It's not a full horror movie where I felt like Old was trying to be from the trailers. Um, I, I I think this one fits me a little bit more. I love, I love Batista. Seeing him in that kind of antagonistic role, him and Rupert Grant, and then... I believe there's one or two others with them where they go and they basically take these this family at a cabin and they say, we've been sent here on a mission to stop the apocalypse. And sadly, your family has to make the decision that one of you dies to stop that apocalypse. So now you have to make that decision. It's an insane premise. Uh, of course, M. Night Shyamalan, you're going to have a twist here. I don't know what it could be. In, from the trailer, it looks like, you know, Batista and them don't want to do this, but they have to. So it'll be interesting to see where this goes. And I, I'm def, I'm definitely going to be seeing this. I love seeing Batista go and work with these great directors. I think it's what he wants to do. If you call him Night Shyamalan a great director, that is. I mean, he's had a lot of stinkers, but he's... He, directors with a vision would be what I would say Batista does, like a distinct vision. And Batista's really liking working with them, so it's cool to see him get to be in this M. Night Shyamalan movie. Hopefully it works out. I'm hoping that this is a good movie. You you never know. <laughs> it's really a roll of the dice, and I would say it's probably a weighted die <laughs> right now, where it's probably going to land negative, but Hopefully this is a good time. That's what I can say. I thought the trailer was solid. Knock at the cabin. They, I'm I'm going to see it. Go with open mind. Uh, don't really have any expectations for it right now, because M Night Shyamalan just isn't like something I can expect anymore. And that's going to do it for our trailer reactions. We're going to go into talking about Andor here real quick. All right, so Andor's first three episodes dropped on Disney Plus this week. Really excited for it. I was super excited going into this. Uh, And I'll be honest, it didn't let me down. It actually exceeded my expectations. I was big on Rogue One. In my opinion, Rogue One is the best modern Star Wars movie, if not my favorite Star Wars movie of all time. Getting me away from the Jedis, but still like bringing in the Force aspect of it with... Oh, what's <laughs> what's his name's character? I can't remember off the top of my head, but I I, I loved Rogue One. Everything about it, lo- like the heist type thing, feel to it, and espionage, and you get that espionage feel here with Andor again. Diego Luna comes back and he fits so snugly into this role. He's so good. Um, and I have to say that. I went into this expecting it to be like Rogue One, and it's not. It's not like Rogue One. It's it's its own thing. While you get the espionage feel, it's it's dirty. It doesn't feel like other Star Wars. It's it's nasty. He he's not a good guy. Like 
He's doing what he has to do. And you get this. And Disney was smart to release it three episodes because the first three episodes is like a 90 minute arc. Get a solid, nice arc over the first three episodes. And, and or I would say is probably the best uh, other than Mandalorian. I would say Mandalorian it are neck and neck. Mandalorian didn't start off as strong as this, in my opinion, but you had uh, Boba Fett was very much a letdown. I think everybody can say that. Obi-Wan was a letdown for half of it, and then the last three episodes, I believe, really picked up and got a lot of good, got a lot of good shit out of Obi-Wan the last three episodes. I... And other than that, we haven't really had any thing. Bad Batch and Clone Wars, fantastic. But live action wise, I think Andor is perfectly what we want out of Star Wars series. You don't want to be dealing with the Jedi's and the Skywalkers. Leave that for the movies, or leave it in the past. In my opinion, we want this. We want to feel other parts of this universe that we haven't been in completely. And Andor really gives us that feel. It's kind of what we wanted from Boba Fett, right? We wanted Book of Boba Fett to be ass-kicking Boba Fett that we saw in that one episode of Mandalorian Season 2. And what we got was pacifist Boba Fett with some flashbacks where he's learning stuff. And then eventually... It became the Mandalorians, like it became Mandalorian 2.5. And it, it didn't work, um, which was really a big letdown. Book of Boba Fett was possibly the biggest letdown Disney Plus has had for me so far. Uh, Marvel and Star Wars wise, I've enjoyed almost everything Marvel's done on there. But Book of Boba Fett, I looked forward to that so much <laughs> to be let down. But Andor. Andor has exceeded my expectations so far. Well, go watch these three episodes. Even if you aren't a Star Wars fan, I would say give this a shot. Because this is so not what you think of Star Wars. It's very... I think it's an entrance way for people who haven't been to Star Wars as much. And I think it would be really cool if more people gave this one a shot. Especially since we, we get two... Longer seasons here. Two, I believe they're either 11 or 12 episode seasons. Big story arc of over 24 episodes. Hopefully we'll get K2SO here at the end of the season. But yeah. And or first three episodes. Big win here for Disney, in my opinion. And I can't wait to see more. Alright, now we're getting into our last two reviews. They're movie reviews. Uh, first up, we got Meet Cute. New movie exclusively on Peacock, starring Pete Davidson and Kaylee Cuoco, and literally nobody else. <laughs> now, I went into this only seeing that it kind of had like a time travel aspect to it. Only heard of it like a couple days before it came out. I want to give it a shot. I love Pete. I love Kaylee. Uh, Kaylee has been fantastic on The Flight Attendant. I think that show is easily getting forgotten about, and it deserves to be talked about more. And Pete has shown he's kind of like that everyman, kind of Sandler-esque. And this movie is very interesting to me. So basically, 
we start off with Kaylee Kuoko in a bar, and she's staring at Pete Davidson's character. And the bartender comes up and goes, you're thirsty? And she thinks she's talking about him, but he's actually meeting Pete. And then she goes, oh, I know. Yeah. And then she goes to talk to him. He gets a sense that she already knows what he's going to say, and she's premeditating it. And you learn that she's been doing this for a couple weeks now. She's been like, for or for seven days. I believe it's seven days at the beginning of the movie. She's been talking to him. I, do, I want to point out an interesting thing right off the bat. And it threw me off so much. This is a Redbox Productions. <laughs> Redbox made this movie. I didn't even know Redbox made movies. <laughs> but. Yeah, so it starts off, She she's like, she tells him that she's a time traveler, and like, he's like, ah, ha, ha, you're funny. Tonally, I will say, this movie is one of the most tonally awkward things I have ever watched, because it's not funny for most of the movie. Like, it's, it doesn't come across humorous. She, Kaylee's character comes across kind of uh, deceptive, and evil <laughs> for most of the movie to where it almost is like a drama, which is good because you kind of see Pete's dramatic chops. And I think he's, I think it shows that Pete Davidson's a solid actor, kind of like how Sandler is like underrated when it comes to dramatic chops. I mean, Pete showed that a little bit in, King of Staten Island, and right here, I thought Pete was great in the entire movie. There were a few parts that were just genuinely hilarious, but it it was it was more com- coming across dramatically, and like it couldn't fe- find its tone at all. And Kaylee comes across almost totally unlikable for most of the movie. And one of my biggest issues, so it starts off seven days, right? Seven days, and then at the end of the date, Pete Davidson's character goes home, and she goes, all right, I'll see you tomorrow. Then you see the time jump thing. All of a sudden, it's been five months. Then at the end of that date or whatever, it's time jump, and it's been over a year, and she's done insane stuff, uh, changing his life, and... It's an odd, I don't know what the message is because, spoilers, alright, spoilers here, we'll we'll do a little spoilers here, she decides that she can't move on because this was the day she was going to kill herself, and meeting him was what stopped her from killing herself, and so, it's very, I don't know, then then you kind of feel for her, but it also still feels manipulative to a point where I couldn't like her. And then you have Pete decides to go do the time jump. But, but I mean, you learn that Kaylee's character, she time, she time jumped back into his past for like years. She, she went to a Sunday for five years in a row when she was a kid as his uncle throwing ball back and forth with him. That's how insane she got. Like it was almost obsessive to a point where I was like, 
I don't know if I can get into this anymore. <laughs> um, it, like they just consistently change the rules, but I don't know. It, at one point, it came across almost horror movie esque, like how she was treating him. I, I I couldn't get into it. Um, but eventually, when Pete decides, like I'm I'm going to go find this, go back in time. It, and he goes back in time and he goes back too far and he there's a great there's a fantastic scene and he goes back because he's like you you can't, he, he gets into a fight with her and it's like you can't just fix everything you have to let go you can't fix everything and he goes back in time and he goes back too far to when she's a kid and he comes in and he's like supposed to be the electrician and he sees that she's trying to like hammer a circle into a square hole and he's like kid <laughs> calm down and there's a saying throughout the movie that Kaylee says that Messi's okay and she was like I was told that when I was really young well it was Pete that tells her that because Pete like calms her down and is like Messi's okay. <laughs> then he realizes he, he and he comes back. It, but I don't I where I never got was where he like accepted uh that he loved her. I I don't know if it was ever there. But he goes to stop her from killing herself and she and that's where the ending is because she's just like no matter where you go in the future, I'm still going to jump. And he's like no, I've been to the future. Is he like lies here and says I've been to the future? And at the end of the movie, like he walks away. He's like, I'll tell you how I know. And he walks away, and you see the shot of her like coming up behind him, and they kiss. Doesn't feel earned, but it lands enough emotionally for me at that point, where I think we got Pete away from her for long enough to where I could like forgiver i guess would be the point would be the way to say it um for just being such an awful person but then i i had this odd <laughs> they have this odd post credits like montage of moments of when they were on dates and i was like why didn't they put this in the movie when they did those time jumps like you could have had montage of them going on all these like dates and how they like turned awful and everything because at first I thought it was just going to be outtakes, but it was a montage of their failed dates and stuff. And I was like, why didn't you put this in the movie to show that instead of just time jumping insanely <laughs> out of nowhere? But the, their chemistry at, by the end worked. Uh, I thought Pete was a great leading guy. Kaylee is a great lead, but Kaylee was just almost detestable in this movie. Uh but at the end of the day, I, I enjoyed it, but it's still not good. I thought it was kind of like trashy schlock would be what I would call it. And I give it a 52 out of 100. If, if you guys want to go check it out, that's cool. It's, it's only it's an hour and 29 minutes. So with credits. So it's not a complete and total waste of time. It's I mean, the, the way to describe it is the worst Palm Springs. Because, I mean, that's the other movie you have to compare it to is Palm Springs, where both of the leads, well, even though 
Andy Samberg did detestable shit. He was still lovable. <laughs> Kaylee Kowoka wasn't. <laughs> so, yeah, that's where I would have to land it in the 52 out of 100 range. It's about uh, 50%. I, I think that's perfectly where it belongs. That's Meet Cute. It's now available on Peacock if you guys want to go check it out. I had some fun with it, but at the end of the day, can't really give it my blessing, <laughs> I guess would be the way to say it. All right, and for our final thing today, we're going to do a quick review on Do Revenge. New movie came out with uh, Maya Hawk and Camille Mendez. Camila Mendez, sorry. Uh, basically, these two girls who have been bullied in high school are going to help each other take down their bullies. That's the premise of it. And I will say this came out on Netflix. It's available on Netflix now. It, I love this movie. <laughs> We're going to put it out of the way. I thought this movie was so much fun. I thought it could have been a total and complete train wreck. Well, I love Maya Hawk and I love Camilla. I thought that this movie was going to be just a big old stinker when I first saw it because a lot of Netflix's teen movies just don't do well, do well in my opinion. It, it's very 50, I would say it's like a 25, 75 of them <laughs> for every uh, do revenge. There's a kissing booth three, <laughs> but yeah, we'll start off. Uh, I just want to say Maya and Camilla, they are so good. In this movie, <laughs> the movie is almost Heather's esque. It's actually, it's like a homage to a lot of the '90s uh, high school comedy movies. I guess would be the way to say it. And it re it really is tongue in cheek. And it knows it. It knows it because the headmaster of the school is is a cameo. I guess you it would be a cameo. It's a supporting character is played by Sarah Michelle Geller, who is of course one of the quintessential high school <laughs> girls of the late nineties, early two thousands. But yeah, my and Camilla fantastic. They have such good chemistry and they are both hilarious and you just love them. <laughs> like as soon as you meet them. And I will, I will say that this movie also has like great side characters. The char side characters really help make this movie. A uh, big shout out here to Austin Abrams. He plays the ex-boyfriend of Camilla's character. Who, like, she had sent a sex tape to and it got leaked. He, she sent it to him and it gets leaked online. To everybody else at the school. Um, and he he's... He he plays that like douchey, likable guy from us in the movie, but you know he's really just a douche. <laughs> but yeah, he I think Austin Abrams is one of those actors who's really great. If you guys haven't seen Dash and Lily, it's also on Netflix. Coming up on Christmas time, I will say you should watch it. I believe it's only eight episodes, only one season. But that one season is very self-contained. You don't need another season. It's like watching a. Long Christmas movie, in my opinion. Go watch Dash and Lily. 
I loved it. It was one of my favorite like Christmas things that Disney or not Disney Netflix has put out. And Austin Abrams is the main character in that. And definitely check this out. He's really good in it. And I just love seeing like the again, like the homages to like everything else. Like there's in, <laughs> insane scenes almost ripped from 90s movies like that pop out. Uh I will say the derivativeness though almost hurts it sometimes where the writing can be a little bit cheesy or corny, but you like the characters enough. It doesn't hurt it. Uh, But then spoilers here, halfway through the movie, you learn that Maya Hawk wasn't actually bullied by the girl that she had Camilla take down. It was actually her ex-girlfriend. And, that Maya Hawk was actually bullied by Camilla's character when they were really young, but she had changed her name and got a nose job. And that she was actually doing all this to take down Camilla. Like she wanted, she wanted to make Camilla's character feel, I guess, left out and hurt. Uh, And she wanted to take her down while she took down the rest of the like rich kids. And I'll be honest, the twist didn't really land for me. It, it, I had a feeling as soon as it happened, I was like, "They, these, they, they aren't gonna like hate each other." And it, of course, my hawk really hams it up in a good way, where it's like, "Yeah, I'm going to destroy your life." <laughs> for like a couple of scenes, I'm like, maybe. Maybe this is how the movie ends. Like <laughs> they aren't friends at the end, but of course they do become friends again and everything ends up all good. They take down Austin Abrams character. Um, yeah, it, it, it works. It It's just a movie that really works. I, I give due revenge an 81 out of a hundred. Absolutely loved it. Was, not much more I can say, guys. Go check it out. It's on Netflix now. If you like Camilla or My Hawk from Stranger Things, they this is a fun movie. And you get two great lead actresses. 